I want to welcome everyone to the Tom Bomb Podcast. This is season two, episode five, Grammys. Whatever happened to Mitchell nigga? Huh? They want that North South shit. Let my cousin run the trap while I get rap money. Niggas start cause they don't stack, they some trap dummies. Bad bitch, shortcut, color me alone. I be higher than a scaff, but like teaching. I want to welcome everybody to the Tom Bomb Podcast on Pop Radio Worldwide, Spotify Premium, and iHeartRadio. We got a great episode for you guys this week. Um, Grammys nominations came out today. Like always, they're fucked. Um, before we get into that part, though, I got a special guest coming on the show. Taylor Gaines' newest artist, signed in January, Fed the God. He's from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm extra excited to have him on the show. I was really skeptical, honestly, when they signed him because his music isn't so much like Wiz Khalifa's or Burner's. I mean, I'd put him closer to Juicy J than anyone else, but still not like that. He's more of like a new sound, new era, uh, kind of like drill shit, but it's more, it's definitely Pittsburgh drill shit. Like if you played, if you heard a song, you wouldn't put it as New York drill rap or Chicago drill. He's a great artist. I love his song, King James. That was the first single he has off Taylor Gain. I also really enjoyed the King James tape that he dropped in 2018. That's where I actually first heard him, the song Friday with Jimmy Wapo, rest in peace Jimmy Wapo. And then Northside Shit, 2019, also a really solid project. I think Taylor Gain made a great signing here, different sound, different wave, obviously different age generation. I'm looking forward to interviewing him. But before I interview him, we're going to take a quick music break. This is the Tom Bomb Podcast on Pop Radio Worldwide, Spotify Premium, and iHeartRadio. We should keep it on the Welcome back to the Tom Bomb Podcast. Like I said before in the music break, I'm really, really excited about having Fed the God on the podcast. I've been a fan of Taylor Gaines since I was in about 7th, 8th grade. I think they're one of the best groups doing it. And every single person on Taylor Gaines is a superstar, very well known. Wiz Khalifa, obviously one of the most well-known artists in the entire world. Juicy J, legend, 3-6 Mafia. Burner, I mean, his music's great, but outside of music, he's making more money than most people I know, especially with the cookie shit. He's got the clothing, the weed, obviously, um, all the projects with him and Be Real. And he's even had this just this year two amazing tapes. Ty Dollar Sign, he dropped an album this year. Everyone knows who Ty Dollar Sign is. And Chevy Woods, obviously, he's been with Wiz since the start. So I s- honestly see this signing as something amazing for Fed the God. And I think two, three years from now, everyone in the world is going to know who he is. That's enough talking for me. Let's let's get this shit started. Let's uh, interview Fed the God. Let's get it on, Dow. What's good, big bro? What's up, gangster? Yeah, first of all, I want to welcome you to the podcast, bro. I've been a fan before the Taylor Gain signing. It's an honor to have you on. Thank you, bro. Thank you, Tay. First thing I want to ask you, bro, same thing I ask everyone that comes on. What made you love hip-hop or music in general just growing up? What made me love it in general was the culture of it, bro. It's just like, like you, I live and die, like, you feel me? I was, like, raised up 
and basically environment some of these motherfuckers was talking about so it was easily for to translate to me and i could relate to it because i was seeing it every day mm-hmm. what kind of what artists were you listening to growing up i know obviously in pittsburgh wiz was big when you were growing up same with me i'm from new jersey from projects and shit. we listen to wiz but outside of wiz we listen to lil wayne and hot boys master p no limit like lil boosie trail found gucci man jeezy like yo Gotti. we listen to like outside of wiz it was more so this extra trappy shit, the street shit. Yeah, when you were growing up, bro, um, were you like just in like I know you're probably born not in the best area, but were you like growing up? Were you like playing sports and shit before? Like, the uh, I wasn't really into sports and shit. I've more so stayed to myself. Like, you know, I got into my little little shit, like you know, regular regular kid, teenager shit. Like, I stayed to myself, avoided trouble as best as I could. You know, mm-hmm. ran a little rip and ran in the streets and all that. Yeah. How old were you? Well, first of all, I was asking the sports shit because I, I always hear the sports lines of Willie Parker line. The last thing you dropped, the Marshall Falk line, legendary. Yeah. <laughs> um, how old were you when you started making music? Uh, Like 13, but seriously, I was 17. Mm-hmm. I made my first song with my boy Rico Green, Hot Reek, Freel. He locked up right now. We made our first song on a laptop on Fruity Loops. We didn't even know what it was. Like be- before, I knew it was a beat program. We were just playing around on it. <laughs> Fruity Loops—that's funny as fuck, bro. Um, I gotta ask, bro. The the stories behind you, like blowing up in Pittsburgh, is it is it actually from house parties? Like how'd that go down? Oh, who told you those stories? I, this is my job, bro. Come on. <laughs> no, we did. We did throw crazy ass parties, bro. Like epic parties that make the news and shit taste it down we do epic parties like like if you google it right now pull up your phone like pull it up and type in on youtube fox chapel wild house party it took what 26 police bureaus to break up the party and shit oh it, was, my God. It, was, it was the real life project x bro it wasn't like no fake shit <laughs> i'm gonna watch this shit after i get off this with you this yeah. shit looks crazy though um, yeah, I was asking that because I'm also going to ask this. Is it true? Is that how you got in contact with Will? No, no, no. I, I, I was just curious because it says that shit online that you fought one of his friends or some shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Junior. I fought Junior at the flats. He was a bouncer at the, a club called the flats. <laughs> yeah. So how did you get involved with Taylor game? Through that fight. <laughs> really? Yeah. that's how I got Will's number. Will gave me his number. He was like, yeah, hit me if you ever need anything and shit. And then, like, that's where we got in Kahuta. And then I dropped the song Bobby Boucher. And I had um just trolling on the internet. Like, I was at a gas station, but I had put a location that I wasn't at. So Will had DM'd me, like, oh, yeah, if you in Greens, like, you in Greensburg? I'm like, no, nah, no. Nah. He said, well, whenever you're in the city, come down to the office. Come talk to me and shit. So I, it was history from there. I went down and talked to him. Like, you know, I got his number and showed him I was serious. Like, cause I knew, like that point I knew who he was. I'm like, oh, this is, this is big dog and shit. Like, you know, if, if he extend the offer, you can just go like, not even knowing I was going to get signed and shit, you go see what he wanted to talk to you about. So from there, he educated me. He'll send me links like, oh yeah, you should read this book. And then from once he's seen, I took heed to that reading books and shit and being smart. And he started picking me in the studio. Yeah, what was the process like, like signing, like not like specific specifics, but just like you meet up with him and then is a like a back and forth going conversation or is, was he like about you? Like as soon as you guys met up, it, it was about me, but 
he had to like you know Pittsburgh like we've been losing a lot of rappers and shit. So at the end of the day, like the rap game, he had to be cautious because like other than parties and shit, like I'm very reserved. Like you don't know too much about me. Like a lot of people ain't gonna know unless I tell you. So like it was just basically learning my character and seeing I'm smart, seeing what I'm about and shit. Like before he pushed the button, and then once I met Wiz, it was just like oh shit, like. We made a first time I met him, like the first time I ever met him, we made a banger. <laughs> Y'all hear that song. I was going to say, bro, I'm waiting on that shit. I think all your mm-hmm. fans are waiting on that. Oh, yeah, bro. They all they waiting, but, you know, they're going to they gonna keep waiting. It's all right. For sure. Uh, yeah, that's what I wanted to know, too. How was it, like, meeting Wiz, like, at that it point? Was like meeting, it was like meeting one of the homies at home, bro. He act just like us. He's he's us, bro. He's one of us. Like, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's your life changed since you got signed to Taylor, man? Has it been more opportunities, just more people coming at you? Or is it like you're just standing there? Yeah, you just come at me every day, bro. Like, but I don't pay attention to that shit. Like, you feel me? Like, I like you know, my life hasn't – it's changed. It's definitely changed. It's, it's been on the up, but it's hard to see where, where it's going because I've been locked in on COVID. So, you know, but it's definitely – I can't – it's a blessing, a big blessing. Yeah, personally, when I because I, I heard your music before you got signed to Taylor Gain, I heard the song you had uh, with Jimmy Wapo, uh, rest in peace, Jimmy, obviously. Um, but I was kind of surprised, honestly, when I heard that you got signed there just because the style of your music isn't like, you know, like Wiz or like, you know, Chevy, like they're more chill, laid back and your shit's like hard, like trap shit, which I think like it's a good sign by them to have your kind of different music on there. It's a it's. It's a Pittsburgh sound, though. It's like a Pittsburgh trap because it's not like a down south trap. It, it might have the influence of it, but it's like, okay, this is Pittsburgh shit right here. So, you know. Yeah, I was going to say it's different. Like, I wouldn't put it in, like, New York drill shit at yeah, all. at all. Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. we just talked. So, like I said, uh, the first song I heard by you was Friday with Jimmy Wapo. I just wanted yeah. to know, like, if you had a relationship with him, what was your relationship like? Or was it just like a you got a feature? So, no, nah, no, nah, we was actually cool and shit. Like, me and Jimmy, like, we wasn't, like, the best of friends. But, you know, we was cool. We see each other. It was always our love. And then, like, you know, he would drop his music. I show him love. I'm, I'm one of the niggas in the city, but everybody drop music. But I fuck with you. I fuck with you. I'm going to tell you that. So, it would be like, I drop some. He'd be like, damn, bro, this is over. Like, like we DM back and forth, shit like that. It wasn't no hating shit. And then, like. I wanted to see him do better. He wanted to see me do better. So it would be like, all right, that type shit. We motivate each other type time. So we had a good business relationship. Yeah. Next thing I want to ask you, what's the concept, like, at least from your perspective, for King James? Because I know you dropped the tape under that name. You just dropped the single. That single's hard, by the way. Love it. Um, is it, like, are you praising, like, LeBron, or is there a different concept behind it? My name is James, bro, and I'm like the king of my family, so I'm, like, I'm King James. Like, see, I didn't even know that was your first name. Yeah, my name is J- like Fed to God. Like, it's like Fed is not a nickname. James Fed is my name. Like, <laughs> Yo, that's even harder, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Name. All right, so obviously I'm I'm gonna have to ask this while you're on here, bro. I know like COVID is here, and like obviously it's like fucking everything up for everybody, but I'm waiting for. The Fedco zone, bro. I'm waiting on that shit, bro. Is that gonna be your first your first tape? Is it gonna be a mixtape or an album? Come on, bro. But I'm about to show you some shit, bro. Look, it's done, bro. 
I don't know if you can see her. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I can see all the files. Yeah, it's done, bro. <sighs> super done. <laughs> like, super done. Like, overkill. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess, I mean, it would be the On it, too, bro. Like, but it's it's COVID, so it's like, I don't, I don't know if you've ever been to one of my shows, so it's just like, when I drop the shit, everybody need the full experience. Like, yeah, no, bro. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go to one of your shows <laughs> immediately. Crazy, bro. I'm going to be snapping out. Yeah. Um, last thing I'm going to ask you, bro, where do you see your career just like, you know, after COVID and everything? I mean, I think just from me being a fan of yours, obviously from the outside, I know you're from Pittsburgh. It's like a whiz things, family thing. But from the outside, that cosign's huge. Everyone in Taylor Gaines, a superstar at this point, you know, Juicy, Burner, Ty Dollar Sign. Um, I don't see anything less coming for you. Yeah, I see myself, bro. Two two years, I'm on top. Four or five years, I'm gonna have my own label. Ten years, I'm gonna still be relevant, like still be in the game. Yeah, I love that, bro. Yo, I really want to thank you for coming on the show, bro. It's an honor, and I know like this shit's gonna this shit's gonna grow and grow because I know this shit's early in your career. But I mean, I see the potential like even before he reached out. It's an honor to have you on, bro. Thanks, brother man. I appreciate it. Let me know when next time you're in LA, bro. I'll try to roll up for a pick at least. And if you're in a concert, you know, you know, me and all the homies are in there. Tapping in. I'm tapping straight in. I appreciate you, bro. All right. Stay safe, my guy. All right. Same to you. Stay careful. Mm-hmm. I want to personally thank Fed the God for coming on my show. I think it was a great interview and he gave a lot of insight on him as an artist and personally as well. I can't wait to see where his career goes from here. I think he's really going to be on the up and up. And I'm saying one or two years, everyone around the world is going to know who he is as well. That's going to bring us to our next music break. That When I come back, I'm about to, I'm not going to lie. I'm about to fucking go off on these Grammy nominations. I don't know who the fuck's picking this shit. Some crazy old white people that don't listen to music. Um, I'm not trashing the people that did get nominated, but many people, many songs, many albums that should have been on there that aren't on there. I'm going to go over that when we get back from the music break. This is a Tom Bomb podcast on Pop Radio Worldwide, Spotify Premium, and iHeartRadio. Tell me why I always get off with a warning and a good morning, sir, how you been? But all of my homies get up, stop and frisk, when the only probable cause is melanin. Welcome back to the Tom Bomb podcast. We're on Pop Radio Worldwide, Spotify Premium, and iHeartRadio. Big news today, obviously. Grammy nominations came out. Let's take a look at the list for best rap album. First, we got on the list Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs and the Al- and Alchemist. I thought this was a great album. I think this is a well-deserved album. Um, Freddie Gibbs, I don't know how he's not a lot bigger artist. I think he's one of the best rappers in the game. And obviously, Alchemist is a legend in this game. He makes some of the best beats of all time. Great album to be nominated. Next one, Black Habits by D Smoke. Also, what a quick come up for him from Netflix right to the Grammys. That's that's actually insane and good for him. I really, really enjoyed that project. A Written Testimony by J Electronica. I personally enjoyed this album, but I'm confused on how it made the Grammy nomination, especially with other albums out, like Lil Baby, Lowe's. But I'll get into that. I'll get into that. 
let's keep going down the list. Also, like, that's his first album in a while, and it was a good album, but I don't know anyone, at least my age group, which, like, isn't saying a lot, obviously, because a lot of people don't know real rap like that, but Jay Electronica, I mean, he kind of got washed on the whole album by Jay-Z, which isn't surprising at all. Jay-Z is one of the best rappers of all time, and, you know, he's a top five lyricist, too. Going back and forth with him, I don't see, mm, I don't really know any rapper that's going to win going track for track with him, but still not, come on guys, it's not one of the best albums this year. King's Disease by Nas, <clears throat> um, good album, I love Nas, I'm from the East Coast, I think Nas is also just like Jay-Z, top 5 rapper of all time, uh, top 10, and that's not Nas's best album. It's not even his in his top two best albums. So I'm surprised that's on there. But I I mean, I love the project. Hit Boy obviously did his thing as usual. And The Allegory by Royce to 5'9". Honestly, I'm shocked that this made the list. And not because I don't think it's deserved. I just think Royce doesn't get the credit he deserves. Royce to 5'9 has one of the best pens in all of hip-hop. And he's one of the best rappers. Um, I know people like him, King Crooked... They always get, I don't know why they always get overlooked, but if you know real rap, you know they're some of the best lyricists in the game. Personally, this year, I really like the list. I think some great albums are on there. I think albums are on there that are, I would consider real rap, real bars that usually don't make the list, but there's a lot of albums I got snubbed that deserve to be there. Let's start off with obvious, obvious, obvious. Roddy Rich, please excuse me for being antisocial. I know what some of y'all are thinking. Oh, no, that dropped in 2019. Well, if you know anything about the Grammys and the cutoff date, it's September 1st, 2019. And Roddy dropped his album late last year, so it's still considered this year for an album. Um, let's take a look at the track list. Obviously, The Box, one of the best songs of the entire year. It was nominated for one of the best songs. So I won't shit on the Grammys for that. But has the box on it. Start With Me featuring Gunna. Amazing song. Perfect Time. Another great song. Peanut Butter Seeds Game. Perfect Time. That's my shit. Moonwalking featuring Lil Durk. Another one. So one, two, three. That's four straight songs that... Almost everyone that listens to hip-hop knows every word of. Next song, Big Stepper. Another amazing song. Anti-social. Uh, he's got the song Meek on there. Amazing. High Fashion featuring Mustard. Backseat featuring Ty Dollar Sign. Another great song. And Tiptoe. War Baby. Prayers to the Trap God. Love that song also. This is easily... Top three albums that came out this year, in my opinion. And for it to not even make the list for the Grammys, I think is absolutely disrespectful to Roddy Rich and disgusting. This next album that got snubbed really, really fucking pissed me off. My turn, Lil Baby. Clearly, I don't I don't know what they're fucking smoking, fucking snorting at this fucking Grammy meeting, but to have this conversation and not even have my turn on the list is 
beyond fucked up. Whoever is working there needs to get fired. Everyone's been saying this for years. It's definitely some old fucking uncultured white people that don't know shit about shit. Let's go through this track list. I don't even know why we're doing this. I don't know how it's not on the list. Fucking great album. Started off. Intro. Get Ugly. Great intro. Amazing. Heating Up featuring Gunna. Obviously a great song on there. Grace, Lil Baby, and 42 Doug. This is when uh, 42 Doug really, you know, came into the picture. This is when he really blew up. Obviously, he's got uh, Living Out the Closet with Future. Amazing song. Commercial with Lil Uzi Vert. Forever, he's got that Lil Wayne feature also. Track 8. Track 8 is my favorite track on the whole album. Emotionally Scarred. I don't even know how this isn't on the fucking nomination for Song of the Year for the Grammy. Doesn't make any sense. One of the best songs. He just played it the other night live on TV. It was great. I tuned in just for that. No Sucker. Him and Moneybag Yo. Great. Something to prove. Everyone knows that song too. It's really sad that I'm even going down this 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 track list. I don't know how this isn't on there. I'm, I've been waiting all day for them to post something. Oh, we fucked the list up. We fucked the list up. But they didn't. And um, Little Baby got snubbed really bad. And not only this, then he drops the Deluxe album. And he drops the Song of the Year, which isn't nominated either. Which makes no sense. I don't know if they hate Little Baby. They're trying to blackball Little Baby. It's not going to work. We Paid featuring 42 Doug. That song's been everywhere. Still everywhere. Song, it was the song of the summer. I think the song of the year besides The Box by Roddy Rich or What's Poppin' by Jack Harlow. Um, honestly, I think I thought that the best two albums this year were Roddy Rich's album that we just looked over and this album for, you know, like commercial commercial wise. Otherwise, I'd go with Bulletproof by Benny the Butcher, but... I understand why it didn't get nominated. It hasn't been out long enough at all. Um, let's look at the next album. This next album that didn't make the list just brings me straight pain. <laughs> Legends Never Die by Juice World. Um, what is there to say? Amazing album. And even his label did a great job after his death. I think it's... Not like so much of a process where it was with X or, you know, maybe Peep where after their music, like you have to put it more together. I think Juice World was, you know, a master of his craft and creative ability to make it a lot easier, I would say, to put the album together. Let's go through this track list. This is one of my, this is my favorite album of the year. Personal favorite. Doesn't mean it's the best. I think it's, I think it's one of the best. But personally, this is my favorite album that came out. Let's go down the track list. Conversations, great song. Bad Energy, great song. Righteous, that was the single that dropped before the album. Love Righteous. Tell Me You Love Me featuring Trippy Red. Hate the Other Side, Polo G and the Killer Roy. You know, Polo G repping Chicago with Juice and the Killer Roy, Juice's artist. Who, who <clears throat> the Killer Roy has went on a huge run. And I'm sure Juice World will be very proud. Killer Roy's taking over right now. 
His new album's fire. Go check that shit out. Life's a mess featuring Halsey. That's all over the radio. Come and go with Marshmello. Another great song. I want it. One of my favorite songs on the album. Wishing well. I think this should have been nominated for a song of the year as well. I think that that song could win a Grammy. Up, up, and away. Great. Stay high. Great. Can't die. Also another amazing song. Man of the year. That shit bangs. I don't know how this didn't make the list. I think it deserved. It's even. It's just a disgrace how the last two albums we discussed and this one isn't even on it. And, you know, there's ugh, just disgusting. Um, especially like it's not even just me or my personal opinion. Look at the numbers. All three of these albums are outselling every album on there. And some even doubling those. So I'm just confused and we're going to move on to the next album, Eternal Take by Lil Uzi Vert. This was one of the most highly anticipated albums to drop this entire year and it's one of the most successful selling albums, streamed albums this year. I think it's a great album. Lil Uzi Vert hasn't missed all year. He's This project was amazing. Then he dropped the Deluxe. Everyone wanted 2016 Santa Uzi, so he drops the deluxe. Let's go through the normal album first. Baby Pluto, great intro for him. You Better Move, I'm Sorry, I Love the Song, I'm Sorry. Bigger Than Life, Chrome Heart Tax, produced by Chief Keef, don't forget that. Shout out Chief Keef. <sighs> Vendetta, I mean, Ven Vendetta, Secure the Bag. Exo Life Part 2. I don't really care if you die. And then Futsal Shuffle 2020 and That Way, who he released before the album. I love that. He's the only artist that I think right now that's doing it that can go on a Backstreet Boys cover and people love it and not trash him completely. And then he comes, everyone's like, oh, I want 2016 Uzi, 2016 Uzi. He brings you the deluxe album. Amazing. Myron, I was waiting for that song for four years. I remember personally I had a 30 second snippet saved from Instagram Live. One of his Instagram Lives where he was dancing. Downloaded it, transferred it onto my SoundCloud just so I could listen to it on repeat. Lotus, love Lotus. Bean featuring Chief Keef. Chief Keef, love Chief Keef. What's up featuring Future. We all know how that turned out now. Um, amazing. They just dropped an album and a deluxe already. That was, uh, last week. Great album, too. Strawberry Peels featuring Young Thug. Him and Young Thug always hit. Moon Relate. Great. Trap This Way. No Auto featuring Little Dirk. Love that. We still need that, uh, album from Dirk. Money Spread. And then Got the Guap. And Leaders featuring Nav. Him and Nav are a great combo together. Have been... Since uh, Uzi's earlier tapes, I think this is a great album and this deserves to be on the Grammy nomination as well. I don't think that it would be My Turn or Roddy Rich's album. And I definitely not Juice World's either. But it's definitely a top five album that dropped this year. That's going to take us to our next commercial break. When we come back from the break, we're going to continue going over albums that could have made the nomination list. 
This is a Tom Bomb podcast on Pop Radio Worldwide, Spotify Premium, and iHeartRadio. Yeah, I know you came to function, mama, go and let it loose. I've been sipping Fiji water, blowing up her goose and juice. Yeah, I know you came to function, mama, go and let it loose. Welcome back to the Tom Bomb Podcast. We're on Pop Radio Worldwide, Spotify Premium, iHeartRadio. Next album that could that I personally think could have made the Grammy nomination list. I don't know how more people are talking about this right now. Shoot for the stars, aim for the moon, pop smoke. Rest in peace, pop smoke. This was a huge album release. Huge album release at the time. This was the number it went right to number one as soon as it released. Shout out 50 Cent for the production on it. Great album. Let's look through it. Track two, Aim for the Moon featuring Quavo. Amazing track. They're a great combination together. Shake the Room was great on Me Too Woo 2. This song was also great. For the Night, Little Baby, The Baby. Great song all over the radio when it came out. Still bumping that. Right now, it's on my playlist. Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite song personally. Creature featuring Sway Lee. Great song. Snitching. Quavo on it again, featuring also Future, Make It Rain. This was a single that dropped before the album came out. Featured Rowdy Rebel, Free Rowdy, sick fucking verse from Jail. Super dope. Can't wait till him and Bobby get out. Then The Woo. I thought that this song, either The Woo or Aim... No, either For The Night or The Woo also could have been a nomination for one of the best rap songs of the year. This The Woo featuring 50 Cent and Roddy Rich, Amazing song. I think that's one of the best songs of the whole year. Mood Swings. Also, Mood Swings, even over those two, I think, could have made uh, it for Rap Song of the Year. Um, him and Lil TJ go great on that. Then they had the remix with Meg The Stallion. That also popped up, too, for him. And then he did drop more songs, the Deluxe. Hello featuring A Boogie. Paranoia, Gunna, and Young Thug. We know uh, Pusha T was supposed to be on that, but there was a controversy there, but I really wish we did get the Pusha T-verse. Next album, I think that could have made the list easily. Also very upset that no one's talking about this album as well. Circles by Mac Miller. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little biased here when it comes to the Mac album. I'm a huge Mac Miller fan. But it's hard to deny, this album was a masterpiece. Even with him not being alive to finish it, I think it was amazing. I think it's getting overlooked because it was released way earlier in the year. Um, Let's just go through this track list. It's a great album. Circles, first song to start the album. Not gonna lie, pretty fucking sad when you hear... Just when you know what happened and then hear him first talking to the microphone. Um, Then it goes to Complicated. Great song. Blue World. Another fucking great song. That shit slaps. Good News. Good News. Great song. Amazing video as well. That was the first single dropped off the album before it came out. Everyone was really, you know, hyped. <clears throat> to see what the album was about and I thought it it was really good. 
hand-me-downs really good song that's on me once a day i love once a day to end the album and then he comes through obviously with the two extra songs for deluxe right and floating um i love this album i think this album's a masterpiece um hoping we get some more unreleased music from mac from his family or there's his camp i'm gonna get like there's not much for me to say here. It's a masterpiece of an album. I get it. A lot of albums are way hotter because they came out later in the years. But when this shit came out, everyone was playing this shit as soon as it came out. Next album we're going to review is Burden of Proof by Benny the Butcher. For anyone who doesn't know who that is, Benny the Butcher is a rapper out of Buffalo, New York. He's in the rap group Gazalda. They were signed to Shady Records. Also, they have Conway the Machine, Armani Caesar, who's came on the show before. She was actually a fucking really dope guest. She's really fucking cool. This is, uh, you want to talk about real rap? This shit's hard, and this shit's harder than anything that's on the fucking nomination right now. And I think most of those, actually every single one of those albums is real rap on it. Let's go through this fucking track list. The intro, Burden of Proof, hard as fuck, lets you know exactly what he's about immediately, no games to be played, no questions to be asked, you know what you're getting, straight bars, and drug talk, Benny the Butcher, he's never gonna switch up, he's, he stays dropping heat, everyone in Grisalda stays dropping heat, West Side Gun, Conway, Benny, Armani, all dropped this year. This is why I love Grisalda. They stay, everyone drops their own projects. It's never like a hold up like TDE. Um, I love TDE, by the way. Amazing artist. Just like they're, the label doesn't have a problem. And that's why I also fuck with Taylor Gain so heavy too. The way they release, the, the way they release music is awesome. Burner dropped a bunch this year. Ty Dollar Sign just dropped. Um, multiple artists dropping. It's never just like one season for one artist, which I understand why TD does that. But I mean, it's it's not great for fans. But I mean, they don't really care. They're gonna make their money regardless. Track two, where would I go? Featuring Rick Ross, great song. One way fight featuring Freddie Gibbs. Fucking, such a great song. Bars after bars after bars. Track six, Timeless, featuring Lil Wayne and Big Sean. Amazing song. I mean, the title really describes it. Timeless record. Over the Limit, featuring Dom Kennedy. <clears throat> I loved seeing these two artists get together. I think it was a great track. Both of them are... I mean, Dom Kennedy's been in the game longer, but... They're both, like, experienced rappers. If you haven't heard about Benny the Butcher yet, he's not a new rapper. He's been dropping music for a minute, and he's been dropping nothing but heat. Same with Conway. Um, West Side Gun also. I think this album really deserves to be on it, but I think it, if it grows how I think it's going to grow, it'll be on the Grammy nomination next year. And then when I do this same episode next year, I'm going to pull this clip up. That's going to do it for the show this week. I want to personally thank Fed the God for coming on again. 
It was an honor to have him on the show. I can't wait to look forward and see where his career is at a year from this day. Also, before I get off of here, I want to say I think Big Sean's album obviously deserves a Grammy nomination, but I think it won't be till next year just because it just came out. I feel the same about Benny the Butcher. Um, yeah, I just want to shout out all my supporters, everyone buying the merch, everyone reposting my post. I see you guys. I really appreciate it. I'm trying to do my best to give back to other artists as well. If you haven't seen my underground series I just started, I have one episode out that dropped yesterday. That's where I put on-sign artists on my podcast and get them exposure, review their music, and hopefully, you know, my platform can help them out like other people did for me when I first started out. This is the Tom Bomb Podcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify Premium, and Pop Radio Worldwide. Wanna touch me? Now we fighting like we cows just clay. Want me to dead up? And turn the beat up in my headphone a little bit. Yeah, that's cool. Told you I don't wanna touch me. Now we fighting like we cows just clay. Want me to dead us like cows kids? Rather talk about me in past tense. Seeking a 